The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra. I will be riding solo today for this Friday, February 28th, 10-game slate card. Uh, it feels like it's been a while since I laughed you out, Don. Happy to be here. Looking forward to breaking down this slate. Uh, before we do jump into anything, just a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag. If you guys haven't already checked these guys out, uh, I don't know what you're doing. Jump on it. Check them out. Use promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, to get a 50% match on that deposit bonus up to $2,000. So take advantage of that free money. Go out there, whether you're betting on some MLB. Uh, we got some NBA action, PGA. There's a little bit of everything. You can even parlay multiple sports if you're a cross-sport connoisseur. So, guys, take advantage of it. Use that promo code Today, that's T-O-D-A-Y, to get that 50% match at mybookie.ag. And then also, of course, you already know, I'm recording this in the morning. It is bright and early. It is about 5.45 a.m. when I'm actually recording this. So I got my Hawaiian Isles Kona in my cup. Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee in my cup. There we go. It's a little early. Got to get more of it in my blood. But uh, you know it's the only thing I drink over here, guys. It's in my cup every single morning. It gets me up. Uh, Best coffee on earth. Nice fancy package with a little gold clip. Please go check them out, HawaiianIsles.com. Or you can just jump over there on Amazon. Search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. It'll pop right up. Multiple blends. Just try it, guys. Um, You know, I I can't say any more. I'm I'm preaching to the choir at this point. So uh, I think you guys already know the deal with them. They're the best coffee on earth. Bottom line. So... We have 10 games. I'm riding solo. I'm going to be flying through this one today, guys, because I actually already recorded this podcast a little bit, uh, but for some reason, my audio has been a little messed up, so we're hoping that this one gets through, um, and I'm just going to fly through. we got 10 games, a lot of good ones to talk about, a few injuries to talk about, obviously, as well, Uh, just like any other card. Not all these lines and totals have been released yet, but we're going to touch on the ones that have. So first game on the slate, Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Orlando to take on the Magic. This is going to be having the Magic favored by 7.5 points at the moment with a 235 over under. So we got some uh, a fairly good points total. Not, not used to seeing that generally with Magic games, so uh, that's something we can take advantage of. As far as injuries, on the Minnesota side, Carl Anthony Towns still ruled out. Amari Spellman's in the G League. Alan Crabb's dealing with some personal reasons, so he's sitting out. And Evan Turner is still not with the team. And the only major news um, as far as the Orlando Magic are concerned are the ones that we've been dealing with all season long, with Jonathan Isaac and Al Farouk Aminu being out. So with that being said, this isn't a game that immediately pops off the page, but the total is enticing. So we do have some options that we can look at, especially on this Minnesota side of the ball. Uh, there's still all these guys taking advantage of the usage with Carl Anthony Towns out. They're all starting to get priced right a little bit on DK. Malik Beasley, 6,200. Nas Reed, 5,500. And James Johnson, 5K. <clears throat> but they're all playing significant roles. I have no issues looking at all these guys. I think they're all solid cash game options given their price tags. They've been pretty much producing 5X value since they've been given these new roles. Um, but I think there's also a few guys that have little bit more upside. So D'Angelo Russell, 8,800. Uh, the usage is going to continue to be there for him. He's going to continue chucking at least 18 to 20 shot attempts a game. Um, is he in play? Yes. Well, I get to a ton of them. Probably not. Not against this Orlando team. I just think that on 10 games, if we're going to spend up, we have some guys in other spots I'd rather spend on. Um, so I'll be more or less looking at like your Malik Beasley's, uh, your Hernan Gomez, and uh, like maybe a little bit of Nas Reed action in this one. 
Um, if I had to pick one of the two or two of the three, I think Beasley and Hernan Gomez would probably be my two top options. But they're all they're all good cash game options, um, and they kind of round out those tournaments nicely. If you have you know forty eight or five k left, and you you know you need to fit somebody in your utility spot, I feel confident going with one of these guys, knowing that they're going to get me to where I need to get to. Uh, looking on the other side of the ball, Orlando. Now they're they're the ones that are getting the up uh, uptake and pace in this matchup. So um, I do expect there to be a few extra points generated on this Orlando side of the ball. Uh, you know, number one spot we have to start is going to be Nikola Vucevic. Uh, you know, just bang it in forty points every single game. It feels like at this point, uh, ninety two hundred is an expensive price tag, but it's a great matchup. Uh, there's there's a few other centers we'll get to that I like a little bit more, but I do not expect his ownership to be all that high. Um, and you know what you're getting out of Vuk every single day. So probably a better cash game play than a tournament on this slate. Uh, but you know there is still some tournament options we can look at over here. I'm not going to be paying the eighty two hundred on Aaron Gordon. I get it. He's been balling out. Um, you know. 50 plus points in three out of the past four games he's in rare form right now um, i'm not going to knock you if you do want to play him it doesn't look like it's slowing down it looks like he's been a little more aggressive ever since he got that uh snubbed from the dunk contest again so <clears throat> he's definitely in play uh, you know and it makes a lot more sense in tournaments than a guy like Vucevic. so uh, a lot of people still get scared off you hear me saying it but the production's there guys i just don't like jumping on trains after they're you know they're halfway uh, you know, crossing the track right now. I don't. I don't want to jump on that party. Be late to the party. So I'll probably end up passing. But to no fault of your own, if you want to get any exposure. Other than that, I'm not really looking at a lot else here. I'll probably pass on Fournier at 6,500 and look to something else later. Next game, Charlotte Hornets traveling to Toronto to take on the Raptors. Uh, Hornets, not as many injuries to worry about, but, uh, you know, as we heard, the random suspension of Malik Monk uh, for, I believe it was, substance abuse policy. So uh, Malik Monk, Monk is out, most likely going to be out probably for the rest of the year, I'm assuming. Um, and that's the only thing, really, on the Hornets side, Dwayne Bacon still in the G League. And then on the Raptors side of the ball, we do have some significant injuries. We have Serge Ibaka dealing with right knee soreness. He's questionable. Norman Powell is questionable with his left finger, fourth metacarpal fracture. Uh, looks like he's been participating fully in practice. He's nearing a return. He's really, really close. So whether it's in this game or the next one, we shall find out soon. And then Marcus Saul is still out as well, dealing with a few injuries. So we'll start with the Charlotte side of the ball. Devontae Graham uh, sat out that last game, was dealing with an illness, 6,400. Should be good to go. He's not in the injury report. Expecting him to slide back in that starting lineup. Uh, will I play him? No. He's just been in such poor form. He's just slumping hard. And he's a guy that we really need to shooting to be hot because he never shoots at a high clip. I think he was averaging about 38% on the year, and that's mostly because most of his shots are like three-pointers. So um, I will keep keep fading that Rozier train. Um, you know, the guys I'm going to be looking at, uh, probably like maybe a little bit of Bridges just in really good form. I mean, I don't love a lot on this on this Charlotte side of the ball. I don't want to pinpoint any one guy going against this Toronto defense on a 10-game slate. I just think there's so many other better options that we could look at. But with Cody Zeller, um, you know, splitting the time over there between Bismack Biombo, I wouldn't buy into that. If, if for some reason um, we know we know that Cody Zeller's sitting, Bismack obviously comes right into play at 4,200 as a solid center option. But he's not listed on the injury report right now, so I don't. I don't think that's anything I'm really going to bank on. So I'm okay with just fading in this Charlotte side. I mean, you're getting these guys at low ownership, but that's the only positive thing I can really say about them in this kind of matchup. And then looking over there on the Toronto side of the ball, uh, I think my main target's going to be Fred Van Vliet, 6,500. 
the dude is just underpriced. Yes, he's got three out of the past four games with uh, 28 or less DK points, but we know what he can do on a night in, night out uh, kind of kind of pace. He put up 38 points against his team earlier in the season, and he did so on only three of 12 shooting, and that's the kind of player that Van Vliet is. You know he's getting it done with the steals. He had five steals in this matchup earlier in the season. Do not expect that to happen again, uh, but it just goes to show that whether it's assists, a few extra rebounds, steals, he, he gets it done in multiple ways. So he's probably going to be my top option if I'm looking at uh, any Raptors, and I'm also going to keep an eye on that Fred Van Vliet news because if he's rolled out, I think Rondé Hollis Jefferson uh, comes into play as some value at 4100 uh, A lot of people tend to look at Chris Boucher when he gets out, but it looks like the Raptors are just solidified with going a little bit smaller anytime that they don't have Ibaka uh, or Gasol. Next game, a little bit more of a juicy one, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Brooklyn Nets traveling to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Brooklyn's being favored by... Two and a half points, no spread has yet to be released, mostly waiting on the news of uh, Trey Young and a few other players on that Hawks side of the ball. But uh, just real quick, we'll touch on those guys. So we got DeAndre Bembry out, Clint Capella's out, Dwayne Dedman's out, Kevin Werder's probable, Damian Jones questionable, flu-like symptoms, Scalabissi A is out. So uh, Trey Young questionable, but he played in that last one with an illness, so I assume, and he went off at 37 points, so I assume he's going to play in this one as well. That's not really scaring me off, so... You know, maybe this is a good time to jump on this game and maybe take the over before it comes out. Um, that's something to think about. I mean, I, I'm assuming that Trey Young's going to play. And then over there on the Brooklyn side of the ball, only major injuries, Kyrie Irving, who is out for the rest of the season. So I think we know how that goes. We're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna have some action in this game. This is gonna be a popular game. So on the Brooklyn side of the ball, uh, you know, start off at the top. Uh, Karis Levert, huge price bump and well deserving after that monster, monster game versus Washington. Came out and put up 62 DK points. He's now 8300. Um, in this matchup, I, I prefer Dinwiddie. It's just you know I always target point guards going against the Hawks. We talk about Trey Young's defense on a daily basis and how poor it is. So you know now we're also getting him at a little bit cheaper. Um, I'm gonna hop off the Levert wagon. No fault. He's he's still a great matchup. He should still do pretty well, but I would have him more probably finishing in that mid thirty range and at eighty three hundred. I don't want to pay for that, so I'll be looking at more of a more of a Spencer Dinwiddie kind of night here, and then I'll be looking at some DeAndre Jordan. I don't expect him to come out and play thirty minutes like he did in that last one, but we only need like you know twenty two to twenty four from Jordan for to get a good game. He's expensive fifty eight, so if we hear he's starting, lock and load, baby. Uh, if not, you know proceed with caution. Tournaments only, just because of that price tag. If you're somewhere in that mid fours, you can load up on him anywhere you want. Uh, and then I'm going to be looking at a little bit of a, a little Torian Prince, a little revenge narrative. Um, you know, we've seen these two teams play three times this season. He's averaging 32 DK points in only 27 minutes against them. Uh, should be a low-owned GPP-type option. Poor in the past two games, only 19 DK points average over the past two. But a uh, decent bounce-back spot. Good pace, good matchup against his former team that, you know, he, he kind of felt like didn't give him enough opportunity. So uh, he'll be on my radar. On the Atlanta side of the ball, though, uh, I think you know where we're going in this one. It's It's got to be the big men. Uh, you know, if we hear Bruno Fernando starting again, uh, he's going to be playing 21 minutes. He's a solid value option at 3400 But it's John Collins for me. Uh, 8600 it's more than a fair price tag for what this guy's been doing on the season. Uh, great, great matchup. I expect him to thrive in this one. He did struggle in it earlier in the year. But if you got the money, I have no issue spending up on John Collins. Uh, just just an overall great price tag at 8600 I think I'd rather play Collins over guys like Siakam that we've already talked about. We talked about D'Angelo Russell at a similar price tag. I think I'd rather play Collins over him as well. Uh, and it's just, that's it. It's just a fantastic matchup. And then if Jeff Teague, for some reason, is ruled out, we can look, I mean, I'm sorry, if, if Trey Young, some re, for some reason, ruled out, we can look over at Jeff Teague. 3600 is great value. 
Next game, Dallas Mavericks traveling to Miami to take on the Heat. So we have uh, Luka Doncic dealing with a thumb sprain. He sprained it in that last game, took a trip to the locker room, uh, came back and played. So, you know, obviously anytime you get like a thumb sprain, things swells up after the game when the adrenaline's not pumping as much. So we, we're going to have to monitor that. For some reason, he's out. Uh, we've kind of seen how that usage shifted directly to Kristaps Porzingis and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Seth Curry. And those would be the main guys I'm looking at. Because Jalen Brunson, Willie Cauley-Stein, both also ruled out. So... Uh, we're going to have a lot of a lot of usage to go around with Doncic out. Is it this best matchup? No. But Chris Stapps, Porzingis, 8400 with, with uh, Doncic out feels like a fantastic play. People might be scared off of this matchup, but we know the usage that this guy garners. And the same thing can be said with those other two guys. Uh, Hardaway's uh, 6100 still more than a fair price tag with Doncic out. And uh, Seth Curry at 58 a little harder to stomach. Um, probably wouldn't get there for Seth Curry. I think that's a solid price tag. But, you know, if, if, if I'm going to be paying 50, 58 for him, I'm paying the extra 300 for Hardaway. And if I need to save money, I'd probably just take shots and go down on maybe a guy like DeLon Wright in a GPP. I don't trust him enough in cash. So it's going to be Porzingis and Hardaway for me. And I'd probably be overexposed to those guys if Doncic were to sit. And then looking over on the Miami side of the ball, Bam Adebayo is probable. Tyler Hero is still out. Uh, and that is pretty much it. I mean, the other guys, Myers Leonard, these guys have been missing time. Jimmy Butler is expected to play, so uh, <clears throat> we'll start there. Jimmy Butler, 7,900 is more than a fair price tag for this gentleman. Uh, it's a solid matchup going against the, the, the Mavs. I mean, medium, neutral pace, but uh, this game, he played 43 minutes in the first time that they faced, put up 44 DK points. 7,900 is a fair price tag. Will I go overboard on him? No, but if I land on him, I'd be pretty happy about it. Just a good guy overall. You know, he's good in cash. He's a good tournament play. Uh, solid, solid play overall. I'm not going to be going back to the Derrick Jones Jr. Uh, with with uh, you know Butler being back in that lineup. Same thing goes for Kelly O. We should probably see his minutes limited. And now he's up to 5K. So it's it's really going to be just a, a little bit of Jimmy Butler. And I can see using Kendrick Nunn as well. He's been on a burner over the past three games. Some of those without Butler. Uh, but that last one had Butler in it. He still put up 36 DK points, 24 and 6, nine, uh, 19 shot attempts that game. So that's still good usage with Butler back in. Uh, and, you know, the Mavs, they're not stopping really anybody defensively at point. You know, I'm not worried about Seth Curry or J.J. Barrett. DeLon Wright can cause a little bit of a problem, but he mostly plays the two and the three. So uh, those would be my top options. I probably won't be going to Bam. Solid play, 8,800, but you just heard me say I got a lot of interest in guys like John Collins. So we will keep it moving for the fifth game of the night. OKC Thunder traveling to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. So Bucks, we have Giannis probable, only injury really to monitor. Kyle Korver's been out dealing with some back soreness. The Thunder have yet to release their injury report, and that's mostly because they played last night uh, against the Kings, the Kangs. So, uh, you know, we'll start We'll start at the top of this one as far as, like, you know, Vegas and everything. It's a 229 total. Uh, Milwaukee's being favored by 10.5 points, so it's a pretty decent spread over there. Um it's a tough game. I mean, I don't, I don't think it gets to a blowout. You know, OKC on a back-to-back, not having fresh legs, though. Going into Milwaukee is a tough ass. So I probably won't be going to any of the high-priced guys in here, like, like your Paul, like your Shea, or, or your Adams. Uh, not a ton of interest in those guys, but I don't mind looking at the ancillary pieces, maybe like a Dennis Schroeder, who we know is going to have to score off the bench. He should still play 30-plus minutes. Not the best matchup, but I think that he's one that he could probably take advantage on. Uh, and, you know, he did earlier in the year, put up 45-and-a-half DK points in only 29 minutes against some shot nine and 12 from the field don't expect that to happen again but that's a good game and then i think uh noel 
Um, you know, we always know he's getting limited minutes around that 18 to 20 minute mark, but 3,200, I'll fly under the radar. This game gets out of hand. You got to understand Adams would probably be one of the first people to come off the court. Uh, Noel's athleticism makes sense in this matchup. Uh, I, I could see him playing somewhere in that like 22 minute range, 24 minute range. Um, and he's definitely uh, one of my secret squirrels, I guess you could say, as a low owned, uh, super low owned GPP target. On the Milwaukee side of the ball, yeah, it's, it's you know, Giannis. Giannis is Giannis, man. How do we how do we say this in any other way? 11-6, you know what you're paying for. He put up 6,200 in this matchup early in the year. Sure, I'll probably take the more of the fair and balanced approach just because nothing's really popping off the page for must-play value that's going to be able to, you know, get me in there right now. So um, I'll probably avoid, avoid Giannis for the most part. I don't think I'll be playing too much Bledsoe. If anything, maybe I'll take a stab on Middleton. But even then, I think there's, uh, you know, better guys that we could look at. I, I don't like a lot in this Bucks team. I'll probably just take a hard pass at the end of the day. So there we go. Got the end of the day in there. We'll just keep moving. Let's just keep it moving. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to New Orleans. 8 o'clock game. Taking on the Pelicans. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned in this one, uh, we do have a few. Uh, give me one second, actually. Do we have any? It's not even popping up on the injury report. So neither one of these teams are popping up on the injury report. Oh, there we go. I lied. Kendrick Williams out. Uh, basically, only major one to kill Alexander still in the G League. Uh, and on the Cavs, Andre Drummond is still out dealing with his calf soreness. And that's the only major one that we need to worry about over there. Dante Exum's out and so is McKinney. But who cares about those guys? Okay, we'll start with Cleveland, the away team. Uh, no Andre Drummond. Uh, I think you know where we can go with this one. Larry Nance Jr., Tristan Thompson, both those guys become phenomenal plays. They both should play about 30, close to 30 minutes in this matchup. Um, I'll have a ton of interest in both those guys. It's basically just, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to have maybe one of those guys in every single lineup. And it's just going to come down to construction. If I need a center, I'll look at Thompson. If I need someone that's forward eligible, I'll look at Nance. I think both these guys are, are fantastic plays. They're going to have to play against the size of favors in Zion. Um, and then, I mean, Kevin Love, 7,300, definitely in play as well. He came out and played 33 minutes in that last one. Uh, I just prefer to kind of spend down on the other two guys a little bit. But all three of those guys are phenomenal plays. Um, I'd probably rank them in order. Uh, Nance and GPP, probably less safe cash. Thompson's probably the better cash game play out of those two. Um, and then Kevin Love, you could probably get in either one of those, but I, I, I prefer to spend down. And the only other guy I'm really looking at on this team would probably be a guy like Colin Sexton. Uh, he's actually just had an unreal season, especially shooting the ball. Uh, he's been shooting great all season long. 6,400 is a fair price tag. Uh, put up 40 points against this team earlier in the season. 40 DK, that is 24 actual points with uh, four, four assists, three rebounds, a couple steals. So not going to go overboard on him, but if you happen to land on him, don't mind him. I prefer the front court options over him, though. New Orleans side of the ball now. We're, they're going against his weak Cavs team. We know where we like to target. It's that backcourt. Uh, Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, obviously the two guys that, that pop in right away. Um, you know, Lonzo Ball, fair price tag, 7K on DK. Same thing with Drew, fair price tag, 8200 I don't think there's a ton of value there. I think both these guys are definitely options. I prefer Drew. Uh, he absolutely carved up the Cavs earlier this season for almost 60 DK points. Do I expect that again? No, I'd probably say more around that 41 to 43 range. I just think Ingram's underpriced, though. That's probably the main guy I'm looking at. His minutes are back up. Played 37 minutes in that last one. Put up 57, 50, I'm sorry, 50 DK points against the Lakers. Phenomenal price tag of 7,500. He'd be my favorite player on the Pelicans. Uh, I will definitely I haven't seen him really put up that 50 too much, so I'll probably pass. I'll be looking mostly at uh, 
at Ingram, um, and maybe a little bit of Drew Holiday here and there, and that's it. Six games down, four to go. Next one, 8 o'clock game, Sacramento Kings taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. So uh, we have the Kings, like the Thunder, also on the second half of a back-to-back, have not yet released their injury report. And as far as the Grizzlies are concerned, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr., Justice Winslow, and Grayson Allen are all out. So we'll start with this Sacramento side of the ball. Darren Fox sat out last night's game. It uh, looks like he was dealing with an abdominal uh, injury. He said he's optimistic about playing Friday, so we'll have to monitor that. If he's forced to sit, we should see Kojo start again, Corey Joseph, but we're not going near him in DFS. One of the NBA's worst point-per-minute producers does nothing while he's on the court. I'd be more or less looking at guys like Bazemore and Bogdanovich. Uh, Bazemore, you know, I think I, I think I got to mention him. Uh, you know, when he's getting the minutes, he's great. You know, thirty at least thirty minutes in two out of the past four games. So there's a little bit of up and down in there. And surprisingly, he didn't. He only played eighteen in a minute where Fox sat. So uh, that that's the one thing that worries me. Uh, you know, we do see Bogdanovich kind of handle the ball a little bit more when Fox is out. Obviously, Joseph starting, but um, I'd be looking at those two guys, Bogdanovich and Bazemore, would be my top two options. I don't mind Buddy Hill that six K. It's just he seems like he's he's going to continue to be in the in the doghouse for a good amount of time right now, and uh, I want no parts of him while he's in said doghouse. Harry Giles has been getting good minutes, playing well with him, but it's just nothing that we can really rely on, especially on the second half of the back-to-back. I'd be shocked to see him play more than 25 minutes in this one. So for me, it's going to be the Wings. Um, that's probably about it. I don't mind a guy like Blitzia. Uh, you know, he should be able to take advantage of this matchup, especially with their uh, injured front court. No real good options in there. So maybe uh, maybe you want to take a shot on Belitza. Other than that, it's a little bit of Bazemore and Bogdanovich, but they're better tournament plays uh, than they are cash. On the Memphis side of the wall, though, now we have something a little different. Jonas Valanciunas, 6,700. Uh, we know that there's a lot of injuries to this front court, uh, but that's not enough to kind of that you know force Jonas into 30 plus minutes. So he played 23 against Houston, not a good matchup, and it was a blowout. This one's a little bit different. So I don't mind looking at Jonas at 6,700. I think that's a solid value. I think there's a decent chance that he could play up to 28, 29 minutes, and in that case, he should be able to smash this price tag, especially with Jackson and Clark out. Um, you know, I doubt that they go double big with Dang, uh, you know, and Joval. I mean, Dang is still a very valuable option just because, you know, bottom line, if, if they're chopping the minutes up and let's you know, say they're each getting 24, Joval and Dang, we're getting Dang at a $1,400 price tag less. And he's been a fantastic point per minute producer uh, so far on the season. So, you know, two out of the past three games, at least 30 DK points in the, in the ones that he's played more than 20 minutes. Uh, so keep an eye on the news. They're both they're both solid options. Uh, and then the other guy I wanted to talk about would be a little bit of Josh Jackson. Uh, great value play, in my opinion. 4,600 uh, tournament type of value play just because we know how up and down he is. But he's got a tremendous amount of upside the way that he can rack up the different stats. Obviously, he's a turnover machine. He takes bad shots. And sometimes that can limit his amount of time on the court. Uh, but, you know, at least 23 minutes in three out of the past four games makes a lot of sense for them with these two injuries in their front call court to kind of roll out more Jackson if they want to go a little bit smaller. Uh, and, I, you know, I'd be, uh, I'd be hard-pressed to not mention DeAnthony Melton. He started in that last one against Houston, but that might have just been matchup dependent. So that's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, hopefully we get the starting lineup early enough where we can make that determination on whether we want to play, you know, Jackson or Melton a little bit more. Uh, but I think both those guys, Dang, uh, Joe Val, are very much in play. If you want to look at Morant, no fault. Um, I just probably won't be going to him at 6,600 on this slate. I think there's a couple other guys I'd rather play. 
All right, guys, only three games left. Before we continue, just another quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag, and then Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Both of these companies are absolutely phenomenal. We don't say it just because they line our pockets. We say it because it's the truth. We get sponsor offers all the time. We only pick up the ones that we truly want to talk about, and you have to understand what they told me. Hey, Mike, we got a coffee company rolling on the board. I said sign them up. Uh, I am a coffee junkie. I have it in the IV. It's three cups a day minimum. And I'm not talking little, you know, eight ounce cups. I'm saying the, the Keurig shows like five cup sizes. I consider them all a cup of coffee. So I go with the big one. Uh, you know, it's probably like 20 ounces. So I, it's bad, guys. It's bad. But enjoy it. It's, uh, check them out. It's addicting. It's the best stuff on earth. com. And then obviously use promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, over there on my bookie. When you're drinking your wine aisles in the morning and you're deciding on which games you want to you know, bet, maybe you, you, you touch on that, uh, that Hawks game. Uh, that total has not yet been released. Trey Young questionable. Maybe I'm taking the over in that one. All right, guys. Three games left. Washington Wizards traveling to Utah to take on the Jazz. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you know, this is another game with a decent spread on it. 231 total. Uh, ten and a half point, point spread. Utah being favored, but the Wizards are kind of scrappy now. So this is a game I can kind of see them hanging in a little bit, flying under the radar, and uh, you know one, it might be one that a couple people avoid. I don't think I will though. Now with that being said, I'm on the Washington side of the ball. Do I want to target a lot of these guys going against this Jazz defense? Not necessarily, but I do think there's some there's some value that we, that could be had. Shabazz Napier started in the last game, only played 24 minutes, kind of chopped up the minutes with Ish Smith still. Uh, something to keep an eye on because the second that we know he's playing over 30 minutes, we got to take a hard look at him. Uh, he's a great point per minute guy. He's a little underpriced over there. Bradley Beal priced up now 9700 for good reason. The guy's just been dropping 50 points like. You know, two out of the past four games. Yeah, I'm talking 50 actual points. So this dude just tore at least 50 DK points in three out of the past four games. Is he in play? Absolutely. Um, will I fall on him? Probably not so, so much. Maybe more of a game stack kind of scenario. Um, but I'm not. I'm definitely not crossing him out of my player pool. And then Ish Smith, 4,700. It's tough. I mean, I, I think I'd rather play Napier out of those two. Um, but whoever's starting, obviously, is, is going to be the better option to look at. Um and that's probably where I'll draw the line. Davis Bertans can really stretch the floor out and make a difference in this matchup as an actual player. He's just not getting it done enough for me at 5,300 uh, as far as his upside to really look at him in GPP. Okay, now looking over on this uh, Utah side of the ball, we got some love. Rudy Gobert, 7,800. He has been looking awful. Um, Rudy just hasn't been looking like it. This Jazz team as itself looks a little deflated. But at 7,800 depressed salary in this matchup, there's no one that can really stop him. He went off against this team for 47.5 DK points in only 37 minutes in the first game. Put up a 21-14 and 14 game. Uh, had a block, two blocks and a steal on that one. So he'll probably be my favorite option. I have no no quorums looking at a guy like uh, like Rudy, Big Roo. Um, you know, there were some rumblings that Conley would slide over to the bench. Uh, he still played 33 minutes in that last game, 5,100. I think he's more than in play. Um, those would probably be my two top, top options. And then if you got the money for Mitchell, I'm not going to mind it. Uh, you know, probably rather go to Conley at 2,900 less. But uh, there's no fault. I mean, it's Donovan Mitchell. We know what he can do on a night-to-night basis. This guy's a stud. Uh, and at AK, he's getting the majority of the shot attempts on this team. That's probably where I draw the line right there with just those three guys. Uh, Ingles is just not doing it on a regular enough basis for me. Bogdanovich is merely a, a shot-in-the-dark GPP guy unless he's out there dropping 20 actual points. We can't count on him to get us to where we need to. He just doesn't ship in anywhere else. 
next game, we have the Detroit Pistons traveling to Phoenix to take on the Suns. So uh, as far as injuries are concerned, we have uh, Bruce Brown being questionable, dealing with some left knee soreness. Kennard and Blake Griffin both still out uh, for the Pistons. And then for the Suns, Frank Kaminsky is out, as we heard. Kelly Oubre has a torn meniscus, so he's going to be out as well. Um, unfortunate because I just traded for Kelly Oubre maybe about two weeks ago in one of my season-long leagues. Uh, I I thought I had the best team. I was I was wheeling and dealing, uh, getting all these trades, trading with teams that are you know contending for playoffs. So I already had a locked-in seat. So I said, yeah, give me your injured guys. I'll take your Paul George. I'll take your Kyrie Irving. Cause I'll take all of them. Uh, that did not work out well for me, guys. Uh, you know, traded away Dinwiddie, and I got I got Kyrie. Traded for Oubre. Uh, and, you know, he involved, he involved the Dinwiddie. I lost that one, too. So I'm recovering. Uh, you know, I was able to pick up Norman Powell and a few other guys that were hurt. Uh, Otto Porter, hopefully getting those guys back. So they should be able to make up for a little bit, and I think I can still hold on. We'll see. But uh, we'll jump right into this one. Uh, as far as in, or, I mean, as far as spread is concerned, uh, there's no total yet for this game. Uh, but Phoenix is being favored by six points at the moment. So no, no real... Uh, Major injury news to be concerned with. Christian Wood will start with the Pistons, uh, 7,200. I like him in this matchup. Um, I have no problem looking at Wood, 7,200. He's back to playing 30-plus minutes, at least 30 minutes in three out of the past four games, with his lowest fantasy point output being 37.5 DK points. So he's pretty much hitting you there, 5X right there, boom, and we know he's got plenty of upside. He played 30-plus minutes in this matchup earlier in the season, put up 35 DK points. So great cash game and a solid GPP option. Uh, Derek Rose, 5,700. He's not playing more than 30 minutes. I'm not touching him. Bottom line, that's kind of how I'm leaving it. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that we need. Points, you know, minutes equal money. Even with Bruce Brown out, still didn't play that much. Uh, I don't think I'll do it. I'll look at Langston Galloway for some value. If Bruce Brown is forced to sit again, he's only 3,600. Played at least 23 minutes in uh, the last four games, upwards 30. Solid option that we can look at. And then the uh, the only other guy I'm probably looking at on this team, if I need, uh, you know, I guess any any sort of dumpster diving value might be a guy like Svee, but I don't think we need to go there. So it's really just going to be uh, a little bit of Galloway and Christian Wood for me. Um, and that's it. Draw the line right there. Got It's 10-game slate. Can't have everybody in our player pool, guys. So we got to eliminate some. So that's how I'm doing it. Over there on the Phoenix side of the ball, though, how do we ignore DeAndre Ayton, man? This guy's just been a straight beast. At least 50 points over three, uh, over two of the last four games. Uh, put up 55 on this Pistons team earlier in the season. Uh, he's one of my favorite center options on the board at 8,100. Uh, you know, you heard me talk and pass on a lot. You know, Vucevic and a couple of these other guys earlier, and it's mostly because of this game. I really love Wood. I really love Aiton. I think both these guys are phenomenal plays. If I had to pick one, I'd probably prefer Aiton just because of his floor being a little safer. Um, he, this is just a cakewalk matchup. He should be able to roll over these guys. Uh, Devin Booker, 7,800. He'll remain in my player pool. I do prefer Aiton over him at a point-per-dollar standpoint, so that's kind of how I'll look at that. Maybe in lineups I'm not playing Aiton. I can look at, uh, you know, I can take a look at Booker. Uh, Rubio, 7,100. Fair price tag. Should be a cakewalk matchup for him as well. He's been playing phenomenal over the past four games. Uh, you know, just absolutely crushing. Averaging 48 DK points on 19 of 42 shooting. So uh, I, think he's a, I think he's a solid play. I think he's an option. Will I go overboard on him? No. Um, the other guy I'm going to be looking at, it's going to be Aiton as my top option, my second tier options. Probably going to be a little Dario Saric. Played 31 minutes in that last game. Now that Kelly Oubre's out, he's back in that starting lineup. I think that's something that uh, we could count on going forward. 
you know, didn't didn't reach that uh, that necessary five X mark. We're looking at his salary tonight, forty eight hundred. Last time it was thirty two, and he got twenty, so he reached it in that aspect. Um, but it was also a game that was a tough matchup, got out of hand. This one's a little bit more of a winnable game for the Suns. So I uh, I think those would be my two top options if I want to sprinkle in a little bit of Devin Booker. I don't mind it. He's just not going to be somebody I'm I'm going overboard on trying to get. Bridges is a solid cash game option. We really wouldn't be looking at him in tournaments. Just, I just don't think he has that upside on a night-to-night basis. We see him blow up once every like six or seven games. And that's it. We have only one game left, guys. I've told you I was cruising. We're 30 minutes in, 31 minutes in, and I'm cruising through this 10-game slate. So one game left. We have the Denver Nuggets taking on the Clippers. Uh, As far as injuries are concerned in this one, uh, ball uh, ball ball out, obviously. He's been out all season. Noah Vonley is questionable dealing with a right ankle sprain for the Clippers. No one but Terrence Mann and Jonathan Motley, both those guys in the G League, don't need to worry about them. And uh, this game is a 222-and-a-half over under, uh, with the Clippers being favored by six, this should be a fun and competitive basketball game. One that's worth staying up late for. It's ten thirty late game hammer. So we'll start with these Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, ninety six hundred. You gotta like him in this matchup. You know you're paying for him, but we we've seen the Clippers get romp stomped by opposing centers all season long. They really haven't. They really didn't bring anybody in there to kind of solidify that position. Yes, they brought in Marcus Morris that helps on the wing a little bit. Uh, but that's not doing anything for him at center position. So I have no issues looking at Jokic. Won't be playing any Jamal Murray now that Patrick Beverly's back in that lineup. Will Barton, fair price tag at 5400 But I'm not trying to target wing guys. I'm going to be going against Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Marcus Morris. So I'm all set with that over there. It's really just going to be Jokic for me. I don't mind a little Millsap. I think he makes for a solid tournament play. Wouldn't trust him in cash. You know, a little up and down over the past week, but I think that we could see one of those up games and a plus matchup for him. So uh, I'll be looking at Jokic if I have the money, and I'm looking at Millsap if I don't. Pretty cut and dry right there. Over there on the Clippers side of the ball, though, uh, Kawhi Leonard, 9,500. You know we're getting out of them night in and night out. It just seems like it's anywhere between that 45 and 55 point range. So at 9,500, you got to keep them in the player pool. It's a plus matchup. Should be a competitive game that I expect to stay close. So anytime that happens, we generally see uh, Leonard's minutes up a little bit. So he's a fantastic option. Paul George underpriced at 7,100. It's just the minutes have been down. The play has been down. Everything's been down on him. Uh, the price tag's there. Do you want to take a shot in tournaments? I see why. You know, it's more than a fair price tag, but you're really, really, really banking on him getting a big increase in in minutes. And he could. If this game stays close, they might need him for 30-plus. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. Maybe he makes sense if you're you're rolling back some Jokic. You want to pair it up with some George and get four quarters out of both these guys. I could see that happening. Uh, but that's it for me. That's that's probably the only spot I'm looking at. Um, You know, Montrezl Harrell, I think, is a solid option in this play. Tournaments only, not cash performed well you know that they're going to need their body in there against him uh he came out and played uh, 29 minutes in this first matchup shot 9 of 13 put up 40 dk points at 5700 that's a great value do i expect 40 from him again no uh i can see 34 from him and i'm, I'm still willing, willing to pay that uh 5700 if he's gonna be putting up anywhere between like 33 and 35 points so that's a great value they're gonna need his size uh so that's it i think i think i'll be looking at Kawhi leonard i think i'll be looking at uh montrez harrell and uh Maybe maybe a little bit of Paul George if I'm feeling risky. Um, um, Lou Williams, too. I didn't mention Lou Williams. He's always in play. Anytime Montrezl Harrell is in play, Lou Williams is in play. You can even stack those guys, and it makes a lot of sense. I just prefer to play both of them. If I know Leonard and or George are sitting when they're both playing, I can only really feel confident in playing one, and I think I'd prefer to play Harrell over Lou Will in this matchup specifically. And that is it. Uh, solo grind right there, guys. Powered through 35 minutes. 
that was the slate. So uh, we'll be taking the weekend off, as you guys know. We actually, uh, you know, just a quick second, um, you know, worth noting, we, we brought a new guy on. So we're going to have a new member joining our team. Uh, very excited to say it. Uh, his name is gentleman's name Dave, so uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be gearing up to go pretty soon. Uh, you know. This has been a hoop ball presentation.